This is the EPLOG audio experience. Film is clearly a sophisticated art, possibly the most important art of the 20th century with a rather complex history of theory and practice, writes James Monaco in his book How to Read a Film. So far in our podcast, The Artists, we have had filmmakers, writers, critics, programmers from some of the top film festivals, musicians, thinkers, defining their combinatorial skills. We at Metaphysical Lab have been striving to expand the realm of our podcast, which in turn gives a wider uh, canvas to the understanding of our experiences. And also we have tied up with Epilog Media, the podcasting network. So you can find us on their website, epilogmedia slash the artists. And of course, you can continue to listen to us on the platforms that you choose from Apple Podcasts to Spotify to GeoSavan to Google Podcast. Everything is mentioned in the description. And of course, you can reach us uh, on the WhatsApp number and our email ID. I'm your host, Suchita, and I'm looking forward to a wonderful journey ahead with all of you. Jordan is an Arab country located in the Middle East, bound by Syria, Iraq, Israel and Palestine. Having heard so many stories coming out from the conflicted zone, we are fortunate to have Darren Salam with us, a filmmaker from Jordan, to talk about a film that premiered at TIFF and also clearing some myths about female filmmakers coming from the Arab and the Middle East. Stay tuned for this very interesting episode 93 of the Artist Podcast with me, Suchita. Darren is a Jordanian writer and director and she holds an MFA in Cinematic Arts from the Red Sea Institute for Cinematic Arts that's affiliated with the University of Southern California. To her credit are five award-winning short films including Still Alive, The Dark Outside and The Parrot, all of which received multiple awards and screened in internationally acclaimed film festivals. Darren was also part of the Berlinale Talent 2021. She has been on the jury of several international film festivals and is also co-founder and manager partner at Tailbox, which is a Jordanian production company. Enjoy the conversation. Hi, Darren. Welcome to your podcast, The Artist, and thank you for joining in from Toronto right now as your film Farah is getting premiered at TIFF. And I'm so glad you could take out time and share your experiences of premiering your first feature-length film. So welcome to our podcast. Hi, Sushita, and thank you for having me. Darren, tell me, how was your premiere? How was the experience, especially because I've heard stories of travel issues to TIFF and a lot of other stuff. So how was it premiering your film during the COVID times? Uh, actually, I think I consider myself uh, lucky because uh, that, like uh, we were allowed to travel to Canada only uh, like they opened the borders only uh, one day before the festival. Uh, the festival's opening, so uh, so um, I'm lucky to, to to be able to to be with the film and with the people for the world premiere. Uh, it was it was it was amazing. I mean, um, uh, uh, like hearing the feedback and the emotional comments from the people was really something, and I was touched by by the comments and by the. Uh, uh, people uh, like uh, I was sitting between the, the audience and I heard people crying 
uh, while watching and I was so touched and I didn't like hope for 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 a better uh, screening than than this I, I mean I'm I'm so happy that it was at TIFF and you of course traveled from Amman to Toronto so when you traveled from Amman to Toronto were there any restrictions or how were how was it the whole process the whole journey uh, i think i mean it was uh, almost around 13 hours of uh, travel about, yeah but it was worth it um uh, it was it was simple because we already had our vaccine me and my producers we like we all went to toronto uh, to be with the film but it was we had our uh, uh, vaccine vaccination uh, certificate so uh, we were ready for uh, for everything and um, it wasn't that complicated to be honest uh, uh, you're just more careful <laughs> after the quarantine mm-hmm. like the um the covid uh, situation we're all uh, more uh, uh, careful that's that's all but i mean uh, i was i didn't care about anything i just was happy that i'm able to 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 travel and to be with the film mm, absolutely tell me darren in terms of you know shooting your film i saw the trailer it's a beautiful trailer i was not able to watch the film but the trailer i was like totally taken in by by it tell me darren in terms of shooting in amman jordan your area the whole conflict zone how is how difficult or how easy it is so in jordan it's uh, it's uh, like it's a country that uh, a lot of productions happen many people come from abroad to shoot in jordan so it's it's uh, it's easy it's easier than other countries i i would say uh, and uh, we have a lot of beautiful locations um in jordan we have like deserts and we have uh, villages and we have all kind of uh, locations and uh, so we're lucky um i think it's uh, um, like it was my debut feature as you know so i can't say it was an easy production uh mm-hmm. it was uh, like we had some uh, uh, obstacles of course but uh, like with the, uh, as i said i have uh, like amazing producers who were like just behind me all the time and supporting me so i i, I think it was an, uh, an amazing experience uh, uh, in spite of all the challenges that we faced uh and like i said in jordan it's uh, it's like uh, uh, it's it's much better than other countries mm-hmm. uh, it's easier to shoot in jordan tell us about culturally how is jordan in terms of female filmmakers we have a lot of female filmmakers in in uh, jordan maybe mm-hmm. producers more than directors but uh, mm-hmm. but i mean we are like most of uh, most of the crew of farha like the heads of departments 50% if not more are women <laughs> Mm-hmm. My producers Lovely. are um, the, main, the the Jordanian producers are uh, women as well. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's like the costume designer, the makeup artist, the the who else, the sound designer, and many other uh, crew members were uh, women. And tell me, Darren, in terms of your stories. and of course you have won uh, awards for your short films before you ventured into your feature length film so where does your story come from um i can tell you this it's uh, it depends to be honest uh, sushita i mean um i mean i don't i don't like to uh, limit myself uh, to mm-hmm. one sort of one uh, like place that the stories come from but i can tell you that i can't make a film or work on a film unless i have uh, 
this urge to tell the story until this like story keeps like uh, wakes me up while I'm sleeping at night, you know, and uh, I ha I can't think about anything else but this story. I have to feel this or else I can't uh, like, you know, we, we, we stay for years with a story or with a film. Uh, so you have to, to fall in love and um, uh, relate to the story. So uh, so I can tell you that I'm very selective when it comes to the content I, I, I'd like to make. Mm -hmm. uh, but for example, um, in Farha, it was inspired by a true event uh, mm -hmm. that I heard um, uh, from my mother. Mm -hmm. And stayed with me for years until I was able, like I became a filmmaker and I found myself just writing it as my debut feature. Uh, but I like to do to tell humane stories. I like to um, uh, to tell like stories that touch my heart and people's hearts and like can change something or um, do something, you know, and not just, uh, although it's like an, an entertainment industry, but I prefer to do something that leave, um, do a change or can change. Absolutely. So, tell me, Darren, and this is a question which I asked all the filmmakers is that, why do you want to make films? Ah, interesting. <laughs> when they ask me, like, uh, um, since, like, uh, many filmmakers say, we knew that we want to make films since we were, like, children. <laughs> it's not the case with me. I always say I never planned to become a filmmaker. Uh, I just found myself making a short film. <laughs> um, as I told you, I, like, I, I had a, a short story that I heard as well. And it stayed with me, and I kept thinking about it and visualizing it and imagining it as uh, images and visuals. And mm -hmm. uh, I woke up one day and grabbed the camera and just made it as a short film. I just found myself doing it. I, I used to like uh, painting and drawing and photography. Mm -hmm. So this this was in me since I was a child. I liked like visuals and storytelling. Mm -hmm. uh, and because, uh, Darren, you are surrounded by, you are around Syria, Jordan's around Syria and Iran, Iraq and Israel. But, I mean, there is the, the entire, you know, the entire milieu around you is, uh, is, is a serious milieu. This is this conflict area. Does that influence your storytelling as well? Um, yes, of course. Uh, especially, by the way, I'm, my mother is Syrian. Um, okay. mm -hmm. And. I'm Jordanian uh, with uh, of uh, of Palestinian roots or origins. Um, uh, so my father was uh, one of the people that uh, survived uh, like the Nakba, the catastrophe in 1948 in Palestine. Oh my God! Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I am uh, <laughs> surrounded mm -hmm. by <laughs> like. But, you know, we were born um, and these stories, like, uh, were always uh, with us. Uh, we grew up listening to these stories and uh, it's part of our, like, daily life. And, uh, um, like, it's it's what we grew up listening to, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, my stories and my films will be affected. I had a um, few shorts that, uh, like, my last short film before Farha was also about Palestine 1948, the catastrophe, but from a, a, a different uh, perspective or um, from a different uh, uh yeah, perspective or side. Mm. Uh, I mean, it's it's something that it's like um, it's so important to us. It's affected like 
the whole um, like this event, for example, the Nakba, the catastrophe, like changed many people's lives and countries' lives, and the world is nowadays as well is affected by it. So of course we have to 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 talk about these stories. Of course we will include it in our films as filmmakers uh, because it's part of our uh, daily life. I think. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. So uh, when you started making Farah and you decided to make Farah how difficult or how easy was in terms of getting your funds in place uh, actually it wasn't easy <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm hoping someone will tell me one day <laughs> you know the same answer it wasn't easy it's um, um, yeah uh, I mean some funds wouldn't uh, be interested to talk about this uh, like side of the narrative mm-hmm. and uh, and some like uh, people wouldn't want to to talk about politics although it's not a political film to me to me it's uh, just pure cinema but it had some uh, like like the 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 events that happened had political like um, uh, yeah yeah it, it was political but it's it's in the background to me, but but some people wouldn't like to talk about politics, and some other funds just believed in the project and supported us. Uh, some individuals and investors also uh, helped uh, to make the film happen. But it wasn't an easy journey. Uh, it was a, a process, and uh, uh, yeah. So it took you like one year, two years to get things in place, or or was that <laughs> Maybe quicker? More. Yeah, mm, right. Right. Just, you know, it's it's just that, you know, you can get like a ballpark, how much time, how long. Were you happy during the entire process to, or, or you would have wanted that, you know, to do something more faster? More faster? Um, you know, you mean when it comes to uh, like... Uh, starting, starting your film, getting your funds and your team in place? Yes, actually, I... I yeah, I always think that... Um, I don't want to spend my life making films uh, like a film every five years just because <laughs> the funding is taking that much time. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, mm-hmm. and you get like you, you become ca- kind of lazy as a writer, yeah. director. Yeah, you mm-hmm. take your time. The process will take time anyways. Let's take our time writing. And like, yeah, I, I would have loved if the process is easier and faster and if I can just like finish this project and like work on the next one, you know? Uh, but it's it's the case for every like all the filmmakers in the region, not only me. I think. Yes, it's not it's not you. It's everyone. You know, I was like I was talking to a lot of filmmakers, uh, you know, uh, in the podcast as well, and they said yes, it is a long process, and but they don't know how to cut short it. They don't know how can they make it quicker. So it's yes. it's something that you know, there's a it's a it's a system problem. Yeah, I, I agree. It's uh, it's not uh, um, it's. I mean, it should be like an industry, a real industry, as like you have a product every. I mean, every like two years, have like couple of products, or you know what I mean. It should be a systematic, like you said. It's 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 about the system. Yeah. Tell me, Darren, in terms of. What are a few, a couple of things that deeply affected you after you came out of the, out of making this film? 
what what changes did you find in yourself as a filmmaker hmm as a filmmaker hmm as a person as a filmmaker i think it's um uh, uh, it's a good question it's uh, mm. you you do feel the difference you feel that you kind of became more mature somehow mm. uh, like you learn that the show must go on no matter what i mean no matter what <laughs> mm. deal with whatever especially as the director you can you can't just um, uh, let anything stop uh, in your way you have to um 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 uh, to compromise if compromise is needed and not to compromise when when you shouldn't um you have to um accept certain stuff uh, you have to uh, um to make decisions quick decisions mm-hmm. you have i mean i mean everything is is like relying everything is depending on you yes uh, so i do think i learned a lot i think um in my next film i think i would i would take some some stuff from that experience with me i mean uh, yeah uh, as a person yeah i think i learned patience mm. I, i i think i'm more like more of a patient like person more than before <laughs> now mm. yeah yeah and and you see that spilling perhaps in your personal life as well yes definitely mm. i think I- patient i can uh, uh deal with things in a better way because of but, the pressure and everything like that you go through yeah i know i know what you're saying but did you feel that you had some a couple of a couple of your own belief systems that you must have constructed while you made your short films and now you made your feature film a couple of belief systems of your own self that got deconstructed in the process like maybe about you know about the system or maybe about you know the storytelling or something that you discovered in the editing process or something you discovered that you know that you know did you did you think about editing while you were shooting or it's something that you shot and then you know thought about the editing later Uh, I think that the vision was very clear to me from the start. But what what I would have done is I did a lot of rewrite uh, while mm. shooting. I mm. I changed a lot of scenes. I I thought of editing while shooting. Like and and I felt some at some point like no, this is I know it's like I wrote it, but I I I should uh, surrender to the process and to the moment and uh, to the uh sometimes the moment and the the like some stuff inspire you on on the spot like on set uh when you're in the real uh, location uh things become more real and mm-hmm. uh, and i'm like i'm not one of the directors that stick to paper and stick to what's written even if i wrote it i always like to to change and improvise and um, like i said surrender to the moment and to the so yeah. i rewrite rewriting on set um uh, and i i was editing in my mind all the time especially in the second act and when you watch the film you will know why <laughs> you understand why yes. yeah it's it's uh, like it's um like it's most of the film happens in one place and with one almost one character most mm-hmm. of the time so i had to like make sure that it's not boring and it's enga- still like the audience will be engaged all the time so i was like 
editing and writing and shooting on like at the same time. Mm, lovely, 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 lovely. Uh, Darren, tell me the couple of challenges that you faced in the process that you feel can be done away with or could have been done away with and things would have smoothened for you. Uh, something that I would have uh, did differently, you mean? Yeah, some some challenges like, for example, or, you know, like perhaps a production challenge or production designing challenge or an actor challenge. Uh, did you shoot with real actors or did you shoot with, you know, actors who were trained already? Any, any post-production challenge that you thought, you know, we could have handled while we were shooting? Actually, it's... Um... Uh, I mean, I wouldn't do anything differently because I think mm-hmm. everything, um, one of the things that I learned, uh, other than patience, <laughs> <laughs> to accept uh, the flaws and the mistakes that you make as a filmmaker in like your debut feature specifically. I mean, you have to contain and accept and def- defend them, you know. And uh, and yeah, so I, I don't think I would change anything. Um mm-hmm. Uh, it, it like everything happens for a reason for like and and they are what they are um i i work with with actors like famous actors and well known actors uh, or established actors and non actors for example mm-hmm. the main uh, the the char- the girl that played the main character farha mm-hmm. is yeah. an actress uh, who i worked with for a few months before shooting just to prepare her to make her ready to be in front of a camera and in front of a camera with established actors like Ali Sliman or Ashraf Barhum, Ashraf Barhum who played her father mm-hmm. uh, and they're both well-known actors. So, um, so yeah, that was a challenge, but I loved it because I enjoy working with, uh, with non-actors and preparing them and um, making them um, like giving uh, like great performances. It gives me satisfaction. So... <laughs> Mm, lovely. Darren, tell me, tell us uh, something about, you know, the filmmakers, because it's it's a very different culture. We hear so many stories from Jordan and from Syria and Iraq and all these areas, which we just we can't imagine, you know, you know. So if do you want to like share how do filmmakers, uh, there are a lot of filmmakers, as you said, are coming out of Jordan. It's a thriving industry. Um, tell us more in terms of, you know, what's the culture there and what's the filmmaking culture? Also, do you guys have like a, a good internet? Do you guys watch Netflix? Um, uh, actually, uh, in, in Jordan, we have a very qualified um, crew. Mm. As I mentioned before, we have a lot of uh, um, like Hollywood productions, for example, or uh, uh, like productions from Europe that come and shoot in Jordan because of the locations we have. We have a lot of um, beautiful uh, uh, locations uh, that would uh, like, and and vari- like we have different locations as well, not only uh, beautiful locations. So, um, so m- most of the crew worked with these foreign productions uh, and learned a lot uh, throughout the years. So, um, if you go and like, if you shoot in Jordan, you will be shocked with the, with how uh, uh, mature and uh, qualified the crew. Uh, is uh, of course we're uh, we have Netflix and like everybody watches Netflix. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's uh, although the the 
the cinematic culture is still not, uh, I mean, that uh, mature or uh, uh, familiar. Like people are not, still not familiar with uh, like watching Jordanian films. To them, maybe it's it's better to if if I'm going to the cinema, I would pay for like a ticket for a foreign film. But <laughs> getting better it's like we're getting there because of like uh, film festivals that we're having uh, so i think we're getting there do you have a full-fledged cinema halls there uh, sorry do, do you have... have full-fledged like cinema halls there like a lot of cinema halls um yes we do actually we we have uh, a lot of cinemas yeah wow and and the industry of course is you know it's it's blooming so is it like Like Bollywood is like a big industry with so many films coming out, 800 films plus every year. How's it in Jordan? Is is it like really blooming? Actually, it's uh, it's um, it's not. Um, I mean, it's not steady. It's not uh, um, stable. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. And this is why I said we don't have mm-hmm. a, a very stable industry yet. Uh, but mm-hmm. we we have some films. For example, like the, the past six years, we didn't have any films coming out of Jordan. But this year, uh, we have three films uh, because of the Jordan Film Fund uh, that just uh, was back this year. So sometimes, like we don't have any films that are being like that are happening in Jordan. So it depends on on the the funding and the the stories and the, like the the filmmakers and what they're working on. So it's not a stable. Mm-hmm. Darren, mm-hmm. where do you see your film traveling now? But what are you hoping for your film? So we have a sales uh, agent on board, and uh, mm-hmm. we're working on the distribution plan and uh, where the film would go. But to me, what I hope is for the film to be seen everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was made to be seen and to be, uh, um, yeah. To, to for for the people to watch it and learn from it and understand the, the conflict and the uh, the human sto- the humane story um, uh, in it. So this is my dream is is for it to be like everywhere, and we're working on making that happen. Mm-hmm. And how about your your journey? Where do you see your journey going from here? I'm trying to to develop a new project. Uh, as my next film, mm-hmm. uh, but it still is like in like early stages. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, this is the na- the natural uh, step, like to me, is to to um, to like let the film now like uh, travel around and focus on something new and not just um, wait for the film and go with it everywhere. You know what I mean? I want it to be free and. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I want to focus on something new. Mm, you want to be free and you want to focus on something new. Yeah, yeah. A couple of filmmakers, Darren, you really look up to. Are they contemporary or maybe you know the the earlier ones? I think I am really in love with the, the films of uh, Azghar Farhadi. Uh, I really respect his work and uh, uh, respect his his ability to um, uh, to create a huge like like a 
humane story uh, out of a very small situation or uh, and how he always creates mystery in his films it's uh, like, to me it's uh, brilliant i mean i i really respect his work and and i look up to him yeah lovely darren thank you so much it was great chatting with you and uh, i hope uh, you have a great time uh, in uh, toronto and a safe journey back home so thank you so much thank you very much trita So guys, keep a look out for Farah, the film by Darren Salam coming your way. I'm going to leave you guys with one of my favorite quotes that goes like this. A river cuts through rock not because of its power, but because of its persistence. Take care and have a great weekend.